Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes. If you listen to this and you've said to yourself, I have such a great idea for a song at the beginning of Tights and Fights for Hal to sing. This is your chance, using the theater of your imagination, to sing it yourself. I'll allow you to do it. Right now, you have five seconds. Oh yeah, that's my jam right there. That was great. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Lubline, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Last Dan Danding, Danielle Radford. That is true, I'm the Last Dan ever. Um, also, how have we never said the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and how arity that it deserves? We just did. We just did. Doing it. I can't believe we did it. I think I said the lincerity and howlarity that ah, it Dan yeah, serves yeah. one time. <laughs> really? If I didn't, I just wasted it. <laughs> is that one when I wasn't here? Is that what I'm? Is that when none of us were here and you did it by yourself? You guys are never here. It's always just me. Like the Great Blizzard of 2015. Just- I mean, for all the stuff that I do for the show, it might as well just be you, Julian. <laughs> yeah. It's still all you, even if I'm here. All you. Poppycock. Let's start out, Danielle, with the things that brought us joy this week. What what wrestling? What 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 wrestling, Danielle? What 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 would you would you what 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 wrestling what (laughs) would you say what made you happy? (laughs) You are the worst. Um Well, geez. So something that I really enjoyed for the John Cena anniversary slurpathon, um, they managed to get a bunch of AEW folks who are under contract just by asking, just by being like, hey, like we want to honor our dude. Would you mind having some dudes do that with us? And so they had uh, Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson came and, and said some really nice words. Thank you for being an excellent leader. Thank you for always being so giving both as a performer and outside of the ring. So it was someone else, too. Um, was Jericho, it and Big Big Show. Show. Jericho and Big Show. Jericho and Big Show. Yeah. John Moxley didn't want to say hi to John Cena. I was about to say, I was like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that's, that's, that, there's no possible yeah. way that's right. Um, you know, because they did the same thing with AJ, where AJ was like, hey, like, can I go, you know, talk on Impact about, like, this thing? And that literally just happened, like, what, like, last week, the week before? I love the idea of going through doors that are uh, not allowed. The not allowed door, the not allowed vestibule. I really appreciate that they are able to say like, hey, like we acknowledge that other things are happening. And yeah, they still call them by their slave names and whatever. That's fine. But I appreciate that they (laughs) that there's that thing, because, again, it's always been we keep saying the wrestlers are rooting for each other. And I'm going to talk about that Mm -hmm. more in this episode. The wrestlers Mm -hmm. are rooting for each other. The wrestlers are happy for each other. The wrestlers are buds. All they want is more wrestling because the more wrestling there is, the more options there are for everyone and more people get paid. It's not a bad thing. Even if one or one company or one other company might not be your cup of tea, there's something out there for everyone. That's great. That's fantastic. That made me really happy because y'all know how I feel about friendship. I just love that 
WWE was able to put budget aside to pay for those cameos. So you can have Daniel Bryan going, <laughs> Hey there, John. Your friend Vince tells me that you've been at your job for 20 years. He also says that you love jean shorts and cigar rooms and learning new languages. So congratulations. <laughs> I thank you for being a fan and for supporting me. And um, you are all elite, John. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was very nice. They, they were, there were a lot of fun kind of moments throughout that entire episode. Yeah. It made it feel special. Not least of, not the least of which was, I, I'll, I'm going to give um, John Cena his flowers, as they say. I thought his, his promo was wonderful. He's always been really good on the mic. You got the sense that what he was saying was very heartfelt. Yeah. My heart is beating out of my chest. I, I am filled with energy and excitement, and I need to say thank you to you for moments like those, and I need to say thank you for making me who I am. There are a lot of people who are very good promos, but they come in with the idea of what they're going to say, and they have to get through it. Yes. And it's very difficult when something happens to disrupt that. Yes. John Cena has always been, and it shows through in his film work, he's obviously a very gifted improviser. He's very good at taking what's happening in the moment mm -hmm. and making it work. You knew he was going to be a good actor because of how good of a promo he was. Mm -hmm. That he's he's great at reacting. Mm -hmm. And as they say, acting is reacting. He's a master reactor and understands the crowd, and even when he can't control them, he will work with them. Yes. And eventually, they will flow in a direction that works for him. Or he'll he'll point out that they're not and use that. And that's a very impressive skill, and it was nice to see it on display again. Also weird to see, like, as he gets older, it feels like his head is shrinking. Well, that His head and neck are getting smaller. I'm, well, that, I'm, there could be lots of... Alleged I wonder, reasons why that might you happen. Think there's a, you think there's a reason why that might? That on Julian's it says excessive snapbacks. <laughs> like it is interesting to see people when they leave wrestling and come back and they're in like Hollywood shape. Yeah. But he looks he looks healthy to me. No, he's in Hollywood shape. He's in peak, yeah. peak, peak Hollywood shape. Like he looks amazing. Love... He looks great. It's just like with the, the the amount of mass that he had on, like wouldn't make sense for the characters that he's playing right now. Yes. Yeah. That's it. And I do love, I don't want to put this over, but I do love this moment. Julian, I don't know if we have a clip that you can drop in here, but amongst his backstage segments, like we, we called out a long time ago, we enjoyed when, um, when Seth Rollins went to see yeah. Roman Reigns and knocked on the door like this. Clap, 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 knock, knock. But when he goes to see John Cena, this is how he walks into frame. Do you remember that time when I put my knee directly into your nose and broke your face into a million tiny pieces? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I... Boy, this guy is on top of his game right now, right? Is this, is this the best version of Seth Rollins we've seen? No. Do you think? No, you don't think no. so. I think it's, I like it. I enjoy it a lot. I think it's super, super, super fun. I wonder... 
it's because they're already going to have kind of like a ready-made, wacky, stupid clown man with Logan Paul coming in. If maybe he kind of backs off of that a little bit. I want to talk about this because I there are very few things that have annoyed me. Annoyed me. Let's say that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come out swinging with the, the hyperbole. There are very few things that have annoyed me as much as the rise of Logan Paul to prominence. <clears throat> Just because it seemed like um, from from the content of his I had watched before he started fighting that he had. Uh, I, I didn't get it. I don't get it. All I knew was that I did not like him. Yeah. And well, that I felt like this, this, it's, this seems like too much money for you. Then he starts fighting. Right. And he's winning matches. Right. Because that's his second, like, that's his next act because his first act, like, A, was getting grading. B, other people started doing it and doing it in a different way that the kids were starting to go for it. C, he'd already been controversied to death himself. He did it to himself. He did it Um, to himself. And then, yes, so then his next act, because those boys are going to keep hustling. They've been viners and actors and merch sellers and you know, influencers, and so actors. now the fighting was the next act for them boys. Refuse. I refuse to call them actors. But they did. I will call them personalities. No, they acted. They were personalities They had films. a TV show. You they can't. Are you, are they, they're credited as that in IMDb. You're just making me sad. I don't want to compare IMDb's. I don't want to look at his and then look at mine and then go cry in a corner. Listen, point being, he goes into fighting. He's had some success there. And then he shows up in wrestling, and it becomes like, first appearance is like, okay, fine. We get it. And I think like the, the normal the celebrity appearance was, where it's just like you show up you, and whatever. I get it from a business standpoint. He brings a specific audience with him who may not already be wrestling fans. And so he's a guy who will pull numbers. That is why you bring in any celebrity is to, is because you want their audience. And he comes in and I think the expectation was that he was going to be a baby face initially when he comes in. When they bring him in for a guest appearance, but he's booed out of the building. Yeah. Then they bring him back for WrestleMania as a heel. Yes. And he is... Not only not only does he get it, not only does he understand the assignment, but because he's been fighting, because he's 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 young and and as careless with his body as he needs to be to to attempt some of the things that you're doing. Not that they aren't trained and in control, but just you have to have a certain amount of like I'm willing to accept these risks. Yes. He is maybe the second best performer in the match that he's in. I I wish that that was an exaggeration. And they build a storyline for him. So now he has signed a contract as a superstar. We don't know what that means. We don't know if he's going to be full-time. We don't know if he's going to be Well, no, we kind of have an idea. now on the roster. We, we know that he's going to be at least doing pay-per-views. Um, right. We know that he will be. It sounds like he has the Brock contract, the original Brock contract of like, I'll show mm-hmm. up to a couple of your, your little Raws here, your little Smackdowns there. But mostly sure. he's going to be used for like, you know, the pay-per-views. But it's for a couple of years. And here's the thing is that like, I'm not mad about it. Mainly Mm -hmm. because, A, dude's a natural troll. He is a heel in real life. And whether he is putting himself as the villain or as the hero, he's one of those dudes where it's like, any attention is good attention, and that's who you need to be if you want to be a WWE superstar. And exactly, Mm -hmm. he was willing to say, like, hey, you know what? Boxing sounds fun. 
I don't know if I'm going to be good at it, but what I do know is that a lot of people will pay me millions of dollars because the kids who like me want to see me fight and the people who don't want to pay to watch me get punched in the fucking face. And that's yes. exactly what he's doing with this. And I really do. I think we got to thank Stephen Amell for this, of the the raising the bar of like, yo, if you want to be a celebrity sure. and do this, you can come in and like do a couple cute moves and that's fine. But if you want to like have an actual storyline which maybe you do, then you got to kind of maybe learn to wrestle. If you want to thank Stephen Amell, let's go back further. Let's thank Lawrence Taylor. Let's thank Mr. T. Let's thank Andy Kaufman. In terms of celebrities who who came in, took it seriously, went into the ring and had a match. Regardless of, of what I think about him and what I think about whether I feel like as, a, as an individual he should be famous or not, it doesn't matter. Right. It's impressive that he ha- what he has built. And so how he turns that into wrestling, it's going to be very interesting. I'm not a fan of him as a human being from what I've seen, but I sure do think he's good at wrestling, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Bad Bunny versus versus uh, it's Jake Logan Paul. I see. I already forgot which one it was. I know Logan Paul at wrestling. Like that could be a WrestleMania match at some point. I don't know if they're ready to hold a match on their own. I I I don't. I would be honestly concerned, but. if they told them now right now that Mm -hmm. you would have your own match at wrestlemania i think that they would train day and night and i think that it would be Mm -hmm. it might not be a barn burner it's not going to be fucking you know rick versus dusty it's not going to be like you know stone cold (laughs) versus the rock but i think that honestly it would be a really really fun match Mm -hmm. and we would all be very very pleasantly surprised with how much we enjoyed it that is true and they That's both, true. and at least Bad Bunny, we know for a fact, has loved the business forever. I don't know about Logan Paul. I think that he kind of just goes where the wind takes him, where he'll yeah. make the most money. And that's fine. Whatever. I get it. I don't think he has a passion for the business. I think he has a yeah. passion for being in the Logan Paul business. And part sure. of being in the Logan Paul business is when you do something, you commit fully or you don't do it at all. 100%. Let's talk about somebody who, who has nothing to prove. Mm. And that is the man formerly known as Cesaro, <gasps> a.k.a. Claudio Castagnoli. Oh. Or Castagnoli. I think it's Castagnoli, right? I think it's Castagnoli. Castagnoli. I think it's actually his real name, so I keep trying to yes. sure I get it right. Yeah. Anyway, Claudio is now part of the Blackpool Combat Club, stepping in for Daniel Bryan and getting the win against Zack Sabre Jr. in the most forbidden of doors. You have never One thing you have never seen that is absolutely forbidden in AEW is even a hint of another promotion existing. You have never seen that door open. You're like, I wonder, would they even do business with another promotion? Would they know another promotion even step to their doorway, especially from a place like Japan? I love- so, I'm so glad we finally got these dream matches that <laughs> never would happen on any other AEW program. But that said, they put on a very good event. You do have to give credit that like with AEW, it is a more accessible way for American folks who weren't able to keep up with a bajillion promotions, which I did and Lindsay did and a bunch of us did um, Mm -hmm. because that's what was going on and what was interesting at the time. And then everyone started putting every moment of wrestling on TV ever. And it was like, I, I can't. I'm, d- I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. There's so much mm-hmm. wrestling. I like it, but oh, it's too much. And I have to actually watch other things. Um, so this it, it, it is a more accessible way for a lot of folks to be able to do that who weren't able to, um, you know, back in the day. So I and 
Sure. And hopefully this means that more folks will go and watch those other shows. I agree with that. And that feeds very well into my idea of AEW as Deep Space Nine. It is a place where people collect that has no identity really in and of itself, except like this is a way station for people to show up and you can be exposed to all these things, which is wonderful. I just I'm I'm having fun with (laughs) the idea that it's called Forbidden Door Mm -hmm. when they have taken absolutely nothing off of the table from day one. They have been nothing but an open. There is no door even on there aren't even hinges for a door. It's just an open door. It's an archway. Mm. You can call it Welcome Archway. And that would that would uh, make more sense to me. It's the, well, it's it's the like, how bad the name is. Well, obviously, like Tony has an open door policy, right? I feel like when yes. you walk in, Tony's like, my door's always open. And you're like, we're in a stadium. I don't like, where's your office? <laughs> you're just in catering, hanging out and uh, he's people. in the bathroom. You st- <laughs> um, but turn Cesaro. on that red light. <laughs> yeah. You also got uh, John Moxley winning the interim AEW World mm. Championship, which I believe means that CM Punk is the world championship of, is the world champion upon his return, or they're going to have them wrestle each other. I'm not quite sure what's going on no there. One knows. FTR has won the what is it the IGWP mm-hmm. Tag Championships, and that's on top of their Ring of Honor Tag Championships. Is that correct? Do I have that yeah, right? IWGP. Yeah. They are taking over. Yo, they are taking over the world. They're so excited. They are so happy. I feel like they and a lot of people are champions of tag team wrestling. Some of Mm -hmm. them walk out of companies and everyone hates them for it. But (laughs) I'm trying to think of the last time that a tag team, even when they have them do separate things, has been very much like, no, we are tag team wrestling and like that is what they do and you you know they're you know like no flips just fists like all that stuff but like they are very much such a throwback to old school wrestling they are a spectacular tag team yes very talented at at every aspect that you would want them to be and and i've been struck since i became aware of them and have continued to watch them Mm. at how strong their psychology is yes and it feels like that's a big part of what makes a team a team yes is the psychology behind them is why do they work well together what is their can you watch it and from a storytelling perspective understand what their strategy is yes what they do is maybe no different than any tag team has ever done in the history of wrestling but that's kind of what's great about it is we know what works as a tag Mm -hmm. team so we're going to execute it Better than anyone else. So that makes us a threat to beat anyone. Get the two greatest stars in the world and put them together. They're not going to be able to work as a team as well as we do. And Uh, that's like, no, no, we're going to split up. No, will they, won't they. You don't need that when you have a a good tag team like this one. It's like they are a throwback of all throwbacks, and that's what makes them great. Um, So I'm going to be me and then um, make this about superheroes because I'm me. So it very much reminds me of that moment in No Way Home when Mm -hmm. the Peters are arguing and they're like, I've never worked in a team before. And then Mm -hmm. um, Tom Peter is like, I have. I've worked in a team before. Here's Here's some team tactics. That's what it is. It's the difference between like, yeah, I think the story of these superstar tag teams, like the like the rock and stock connection, like teams like that, the story is about these two people have come together and will they be able to work together and they've got the titles, how long will they keep them, as opposed to an actual tag team where the storyline is these two people 
yes. are in pursuit of a championship. These two people were wronged and are seeking revenge. Yes. These two people are out to prove that they're the best tag team. So the story, rather than becoming about the two individual people and whether they can be a team, is about the individual matches and how that pushes forward a team's mm-hmm. agenda. That is that is a, a and that is a a big difference. Here it is. It's the difference between um, when someone in an anime operates a mech by themselves as part of a team, and when someone in that uh, movie with all the Jaegers, Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim, when the, the where it's like, oh, well, we have to move together to make the Jaeger work, and we have to figure out as a team how to do that. There it is. There's my tortured pop culture metaphor. Boom, booyah, Danielle did it again. Well, there you go. If you have any thoughts on mech or anime or teams or people or celebrities or YouTube, and if you know what would cause someone's head to shrink, you can tell us all about it on our Facebook page. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to both in our show notes. When we come back, our thoughts on the first half of wrestling in 2022. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hal, do you know what I'm constantly sipping on while you guys are recording? I'm going to guess it's a protein drink of some sort so you can stay on brand. You'd be absolutely correct. It's a drink from our friends at Soylent, the complete protein, a deliciously rich and creamy plant-based high-protein nutrition shake with 30 grams of complete plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, and zero grams of total sugars. As you prepare for your long weekend, you need to check out Soylent's catalog of meals that come in the forms of squares or drinks. It's all cooking free and cleanup free, and it's delivered right to your door. The forbidden door, you say? No, it's just your front door. It's even less forbidden than the wrestling one. Well, that's fantastic. You know, Al, I've got to say, one of the reasons that I have always enjoyed Soylent so much is because usually whenever uh, I go, I work out, I go in the mornings now because I like to be away from as many people as possible. Sure. And when I come back, it's almost time for work to start, and I don't have a ton of time to make a big extensive breakfast like I would normally like to do. So I just grab something from Soylent to give me my nutrition for the morning and get me going and get me ready and do shows like this one. And it's a lot of fun and it makes my life so much easier having them around. That's the point of it, right? Is especially if you're like going to be out all day and you're going to be running errands and stuff, it's very rare that you pack yourself food or that you even grab breakfast on the way out. So what do you wind up doing? You make an unhealthy choice. You get some fast food, something that maybe tastes good for a second and then you're paying for it later. As opposed to Soylent, which tastes good, and is actually good for you and gives you everything you need. You just pack it and go. It's also real food. It's made from plant-based stuff, which I'm always prioritizing. It is also not made of a bunch of powders and weird stuff that, and weird additives they're trying to do to make sure that you get some like odd protein stuff. It's very, very natural stuff, and I always appreciate that. And the only thing better than real food is real food available at a discount. So go to Soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order. Make a smart choice for yourself. Do it for me. Do it for Julian. (laughs) Do it for me. But most of all, do it for the children. Hey there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just got to share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast. We're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't. Rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. 
So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. Now it is time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. <laughs> Let's get ready to... Oh! Anal bleeding. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Holy shit! WWE Dynamite. I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? We do got to add in uh, some of the recent flubs, because not because anyone's bad, but because they're very funny. Anyway, sorry. We're already halfway through 2022, and we've experienced plenty of highs and lows in the world of wrestling. This week, we're talking all about what stood out to us in the year so far, from the stars to the moments behind the scenes or anything else. I mean, do we start with Cowboy Brock? I can't think of a, an instance where I cared the least about something in the point to where it was like go home heat for me, where I was like, I need you to not be on my TV. Go back and milk your cows. Go back and hang out with your hot wife. I don't want you to be here. Mm-hmm. The swing between that and then Cowboy Brock showing up was like fun, talky. I can talk for myself. I'm like a fun guy, Brock. And I don't know how it came about. I'm sure there are reasons. But it was genuinely really fun for me. So good for him for being able to be like, oh, I can actually be more than just the Jimmy John's guy. Yeah, 100%. It's a great reinvention of the character. It made the feud feel fresh. Yeah. And you couple that with Roman continuing to be dominant. Yes. In, and and him unifying those titles is really, really nice. I don't like the unification as much as you do, but I, I understand your point. I understand. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't like the unification. Let me be clear. I like that he won because Roman should win. Yes. I don't like a unification if they're not if they're keeping the brands separate. I yeah. li- I like combining the brands because I think brand splits are I don't think it benefits the company I, to me as a fan. Right. My opinion. No, no, no. no. I, for totally. me it doesn't the brand start it makes me kind of choose which show I want to watch. I don't think of it as oh well I can only see this on that it just go like ugh I like when a storyline can continue two times in a week. As opposed to, essentially, you only get four shots to build to a pay-per-view instead of getting eight. Well, I mean, if they keep going on the trajectory they've been on where they're... And I hate, I want everyone to have a job. I want everyone to get paid. But they were talent hoarding. Let's just be real. They were signing people and sending them to catering and not doing anything with them. Which is why I was so into the brand split because it was like, okay, well, more people get to be on TV and you have all these people signed. But if you're getting rid of folks... And if you're paring down the roster and people aren't going to be on TV anyway, then my opinions about a brand split change. 100%. I'll throw out one of my favorite things for the first six months, which is also one of the most frustrating things to Mm -hmm. me, which is MJF, the no-show into... Into maybe one of the greatest promos. Certainly the greatest promo in the history of AEW. That's not even close. Sorry. Not even close. I don't even think I'm up for debating the point because it's so good. Now let's talk about you fans, huh? 
You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Apparently, like, ratings-wise, it didn't do well, but that is a moment people will remember. And to I... not have him on television for as long as it's been since that, even in, even in the purpose of storyline, is, is, to me, inexcusable. This is one of those ones where I can't call it. I don't know to what extent I'm being worked and to what extent um, I am not being worked. I think that either way... Whether he does that promo, because obviously if he's doing that promo, he's not going off the grid. Like someone knows about that. That's not the way TV works. Um, maybe the higher ups don't, but someone knows that's happening. You don't put him on TV without the risk of that happening and knowing that that could happen and be like, well, let's just light this fire and see what happens. But I truly don't. This is, And I think that no one does know exactly where this is going and what's going to happen with this. At this point, not having him on TV only fuels the rumors of like there being actual heat. If you are doing this for storyline reasons and not for corporate reasons and not for, you know, kayfabe, like not kayfabe reasons, not for shoot reasons, it's not a great idea. Even if he wants a vacation, there's a way to like get it so someone can take a break. Um, I don't think that this is the best way to do it. That's one of those reasons why I feel like it might be I'm leaning more towards it's not a work. It's a shoot. I agree with you. Here's why. The only reason we're talking about it is because we're talking about things that happened in the first six months of twenty. No, we all, everyone stopped talking about MJF the instant he was off TV. Like, he, we talked about, talking it about it for nothing but nonstop. He did that promo. It was great. We talked about it that week. And then the next week, he didn't come back. And we were all like, oh, well, that's weird. He didn't come back. And then you can watch the chatter taper off from everyone after that it's a shame i think it's a really like really dropped dropped the football on that one and i don't know if that was on purpose this is his last thing doesn't make sense to let him get out there and say whatever he wants to say or to not have cut away from him earlier or do anything unless they go this is good television maybe we will resign him maybe they're in the middle of negotiations i i don't know but i do we have no idea what i will say is i think it's been very poorly handled since then Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we're only talking about it because it's a recap of stuff that happened. Yes. So speaking of like weird, yeah, this Cody thing has been such a wild ride. Everyone is like speculating, speculating, speculating. And it's like the hottest thing forever. All anyone can talk about is what happened. And so then he shows up as everyone kind of knew that he was going to. Mm-hmm. And then the under the bus throwing, ugh, the throwing under the bus. Can't even say it without throwing up into my mouth and getting a concussion. Um, and then he was thrown under the bus. The blame game. How about that? You call it I can't help game? it. It's everywhere. Everyone keeps apologizing every time they say it to me. They're like, oh, gosh, Danielle, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. I'm like, Ugh, you should. I think a lot of interviews, if you read the entire thing and not just the incendiary headlines or the um, out of context pull quotes, weren't as bad as was advertised but they weren't great then he goes to wwe this is like the one of the biggest stories of the year one of the biggest shit not stories of the year i have got chills from undesirable 
to undeniable. The prodigal son has returned. Six years away from the WWE. Now he's back. And what happens? Nigga tears his titty. <laughs> he tore a titty almost titty immediately. Up. Titty tear, yeah. But that story is so wild to me. All of that, all of that buildup, all of that hype, all of that anger and aggression and tribalism and nonsense and back and forth and back and forth and blame game. And it ends with a torn titty. Ooh, you hate to see it. You do. I, we, let's talk about all the injuries. Everybody's getting hurt right now. CM Punk is hurt. Uh, Kenny Omega still hurt. Adam Cole was hurt. Mm. Just a lot of people getting hurt, getting put on the shelf. We don't know what's... Uh, well, Rhea Ripley's dealing with a dental issue and concussion, mm. which means that Carmella's stepping in for her money in the banks. There's all these injuries. I'm wondering, what, like, what... Um, what What do you think would cause... Like, what... Do you... Do you... Um, now that doctors have to be a little bit more forthright in their and treatment of these people mm-hmm. and accountable, I think that's it. That it's not okay to to sort of walk it. Like we talk about modern day athletes, even in the NFL, where everybody's getting their bell rung every ten seconds. That you know, back in the '60s, you would you would break your fibula and then you tie the grating from your helmet around it, and then you get back in there and you play for another sixty minutes because that is what was expected at the time mm-hmm. and. The more we move forward, jack him up with some pain pills, and then you get right in there, like inject him with something. Ex- exactly, we're moving into an era where there's more preventative measure taken, and when someone is hurt, get them out because you don't want them hurt a lot longer. Yes, and you have load management and yep. things like that. Now, wrestling has always been a little bit different in terms of mm-hmm. of the medical options available to because how much of the stuff is concussions? Yeah. And, oh, I'm going to be morbid. I I think it's the, is it the 15th anniversary this week? Of, of oh, of Benoit. Uh-huh. Oh, it might be. I think it might be one of those things where it's like, I haven't thought about this, like, in this way. Like, it hasn't been as immediate. And I think that I just want to play it safe and not be the doctor that says you can come back. When you shouldn't come back. 100%. Uh, anything else that in particular stood out to you that you want to discuss? Um, I've yelled about Vince McMahon being a piece of shit. Yep, we talked about that last uh, week. Um, no, no, no. I think I've, most of it has been stuff I've extensively yelled at about like the last month. So, um, okay. Uh, but those were a couple of like these kind of six months check ins where I'm like, all right, let's see. Which, which, which honestly, this entire episode has been more of a six month check in than like a. Um, sure. We haven't done much recapping, but that's fine. It's important. You know, it's good to check in with your friends too, just in general for a six month check in. Yeah, my lives. friend. That's all. Oh, you're my friend. You're my friend. Julian, Stop you're my friend. Julian, I need a six month update on you. What are you up to on that bench? You got to be at five bills, right? Oh, like, come on. On each side, five bills. <laughs> this dude's this dude's doing the the workout from Unbreakable. I guarantee it. Mm. Just strapping paint cans onto that thing. Can't be heavy enough. Well, it, so <laughs> we asked you out there in the Nation of Conversation what your thoughts, what stood out to you in the first six months. And Carrie on Twitter said that she loved the pure joy of Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn mm. at Mania. 
She hasn't laughed so hard in a long time. Honorable mention to Montez Ford nut-punching Knoxville from the top rope at the Royal Rumble. It was a very fun match. Johnny Knoxville did a great job coming in there and promoting uh, another Jackass movie, which I enjoyed most of. We don't need the spiders anymore. I'm just going to say that to the... uh, Just stick to alligators and snakes. Thank you. (laughs) If you've got more to say about wrestling in 2020, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Also, that scorpion Botox, we don't need that either. Hey, kid. Your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who? Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over this week? So we talked a little bit about it, um, but I cannot stress enough how much I loved Claudio's debut. Claudio's debut was... Not just wonderful, because obviously he deserves everything in the whole wide world, and I want sure. him to be the biggest star ever. And he was mm-hmm. treated like he was important and wonderful, and it made my little heart happy. Mr. I Speaks Seven Languages. But also, once again, friendship. Watching all of the folks on Twitter, watching Becky pop for Claudio on Twitter, mm-hmm. watching Austin uh, Xavier Woods pop for Claudio on Twitter. Like, that's the stuff that we're talking about when we say, like, look, like, we all have opinions about what we like more, what works better for us, blah, blah, blah. Yes. The wrestlers just want everyone to succeed because they're friends. Also, I just want to put over a Christian being a piece of shit heel. It's great. I love it. It's <laughs> fucking wonderful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. He's oh, it's amazing. One of the best in the world at it. Really good. Julian, get off that weight bench. Put something over for us so we have three things. I am going to uh, put over Montez Ford. I was, uh, yes. you know, I've, um, I wasn't yes. really, I, I knew that the guy has talent and I'm kind of like, I'm hoping that they can give him a little bit more substance and they can really bite into this whole bloodline versus street profits thing. Like he's too talented to just be a cool catchphrase and a fun song and a fun intro and Same. like even like some cool moves in the ring. I want to like, like, I feel like he's ready to take the next step. Whether like where he is asked to kind of carry a story a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but I think that uh, Bianca called him out and said like I think everybody sees it right now. Uh, the Rock sees it. These people see it. That my husband's going to be the next big thing in WWE, and I think I can kind of see him being a champion in uh, WWE champion specifically inside of like five years or so. So if they give him the opportunity, I think he has the chance to to really take the ball and really go for it. It's time for a new face to kind of get that elevation. So I hope he gets it soon. Agreed. Absolutely love it. 
I have a question for you, Julian. When you're working out, who spots for you? Is it industrial equipment? Oh, yes. It's the forklift. <laughs> somebody somebody with a forklift or like a crane or something. Yeah. Keep that going. Yeah. Anyway, I want to put over, in celebration of John Cena's 20 years, WWE, the countless titles that he's won, the accolades he's earned, now a successful actor. One of the things that gets hyped up a lot about John Cena, what a machine he is. You can see this in, in some behind-the-scenes stuff about him, is that he has granted more Make-A-Wish wishes than anybody mm-hmm. in history. And with the schedule he keeps and everything he does, it's very easy to go, well, well, he's like a press, you know, he'll do anything to keep the character alive or do the bit. But I love this explanation. This is him on the Drew Barrymore show in his Peacekeeper costume, mm. explaining what he why he enjoys or what it means to him to fulfill these wishes. Here's a clip. The reason I love Make-A-Wish so much is because those aren't like, those are those families' wishes. It's like, yo, you can do anything you want. And Make-A-Wish's list is enormous. They literally will do anything you want. I want to kick it with John Cena and go see him wrestle. That is the coolest thing I have ever heard in my life. Mm. He's a good guy. Mm. Okay, how about that? No, that's actually nice. I mean, I, I don't know if all he's the a good stuff guy. he does like, is really person, good. He seems like he's a very nice guy. I don't want to. Really I keep saying that, at, and then people keep proving me wrong. He's really good at picking projects. Mm. He's really good at picking projects. I, I don't think we can overstate how good he is at that, and how crucial that is to your career. Mm-hmm. That he has been been widely successful at. He has not had a Scorpion King. Now, granted, Scorpion King put Dwayne on the map. He hasn't had a, a Be Cool or Stay Cool, whatever that. I think it was Stay Cool because it was a Or sequel. the other one, the Southland Tales, whatever the L.A. one was that he did. Oh, like, wow. That movie is wild. You should see it. Or his version of um, Walk Tall or Standing Tall or Standing and in the Walk. It was all with a stick. Walking walk to, stick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with a stick. And, and, walking Tall. And that's I, – I love – the Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson's, like I think he's done a ton of stuff. But for John Cena to have the batting average he has outside of WWE films is insane. I do think it's a lot insane. of it. I mean, obviously, and he would say that as well, is that The Rock opened yeah. up doors because people were like not oh, thinking sure. about taking the risks with The Rock, and that's why he was getting a lot of like but, those roles until he started getting like the big roles. But also, John Cena probably gets offered a lot of stuff, and he doesn't have to say yes to yes. all of it. So to do the Suicide Squad. Huge win. Then to do Peacemaker, which arguably is better than the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. or at least a great continuation of it, like keeping that level up, mm-hmm. is super impressive. Blockers is Blockers so good. Blockers are so fucking funny. It's so good, and he's great in it. Mm-hmm. So just, it's impressive. He's a really, really impressive human being. I'm kind of blown away by him as an idea of a person. Mm-hmm. The, the length of career that he had in wrestling. And now the length of career he will have in film and making all these great choices. It's just, it's very, very impressive to me. Mm -hmm. I just, I liked, I love seeing people, I like seeing people succeed. I do. It doesn't seem like it, but I do. I agree. Also, I want to talk to him about his moat. And I will say, I'm putting myself over for this. When I interviewed him for Bumblebee, I asked him if he would do... Uh, a rap song in connection with one of his action movies. He got very excited that I knew that he rapped. Oh, oh my goodness. He didn't. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, I'll send you that. I'll send it. It was, uh, I think it was for Nerdist. I'll send it to you. Please. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford along with me, Hal Lublin. 
You can follow me at HelloBun. And hey, if you're out there and you're a member of the Nation of Conversation and you have old vintage Kenner Star Wars toys mm. that you no longer want, hit me up at HelloBun on Twitter. Slide into my DMs. Let's talk. Because I might be willing to take them off your hands. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll just see. We might be able to make a connection outside of the world of wrestling. Danielle? I do have some stuff that's going to be coming out that I helped write for um, some like weird like t- t- food travel shows so when those uh come out i will let you know um i did some writing and some punch up and some things on those and uh just like anything else just keep watching them on trailers and then follow me on twitter for anything that i'm doing but right now i'm kind of in a lull so i'm feeling very like scared for my future and whether or not anyone will ever like me again it happens literally every time i have a lull it will be fun Uh, i'll just be like working on my own stuff so we're good good i'm glad you have the time to do that our producer is Thursday Night Punder Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. And please keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. It's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Wear us on your back. Proudly. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported